did you ever want to dress up like a boy in high school or did you dress up like a boy in high school? Yeah, not in high school, but when I turned around 21, 22, I had an alter ego called Uncle Vino who wore, had a mustache. I'll have to find you the picture because it's hilarious. Basically, our whole gig was I'd go out with all my girlfriends and I would be the one to wrangle everyone and yell at the dudes that tried to get too close to my friends. <laughs> look, look, look at me in the fucking eye. Look at me in the eye. We'll talk to her like that. That, that is so funny. fucking funny. Uncle Vino. Oh my God. What is Uncle Vino getting their own show? I, you know, later, I'm going to forward you that picture so you can laugh. Yes, please. I cannot wait. <laughs> did you did you dress like a girl in high school or anything? Uh, yeah, all the time. Anytime that I possibly could. I loved it. It was so good. And people told me I was okay. pretty and attractive. And I was like, this is all I've ever wanted to hear from anybody. Well, you are. You're beautiful. Thank you. Um, there's also a picture of me in like these high heel wedge platform shoes and this beautiful like flamenco skirt, but I'm standing in front of a urinal and I have one of my feet on the other urinal and I'm just like pissing into it. And it is one of my favorite photos of all time. I'm going to need that so I can frame it. Oh, absolutely. I'll even sign it for you. I'm so excited. This is the best day ever. Your favorite movie. Welcome back to another episode of Your Fave Bad Movie. I am your hostess with the Moses and will also take up three urinal spaces whenever I have to go pee, Joe Daniel Montelongo. And with me today, I have quite possibly the baddest bitch in the game here to talk about one of the best movies that I think I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Hi. Oh my you God. You liked it? I don't want to spoil anything, but I was having such a blast. Oh, such good. a blast. Okay. So good i was a little afraid you were gonna hate it i don't go into any movie wanting to hate it and like i didn't know if i was gonna have to convince myself that i like it or to have more fun but legitimately it just starts off there's a rock song playing as the girl's getting ready and i'm like i'm in i'm in (laughs) and i loved her i thought she was brilliant i loved her brother i thought he was hilarious when he wasn't harassing women i'll wait till we get to it to to him we'll get there thoughts on him before we get into it Ashley, can you tell the people about you, what it is that you do, how you contribute to the arts, why you're so fucking cool? I am a thespian, I guess is the the best way I know how to describe myself. I've been doing theater locally here in Reno since 2010, and then I've been a company member of GLM since 2013. Ooh. Yeah, so I've done all the things there. I've been on the board, I've directed, I've acted, and now I am running the bar. Bitch! If you could break it down, what is a show that you have loved that you directed, a show that you love that you starred in, and what show do you want to do in either capacity? Oh, well, Golden Girls is my favorite that I directed. Hell yeah. Love that. Uh, what, were the, what were the other two you asked me? Um, what is you, one of your favorite shows that you've gotten to act in? Probably my famous, excuse me, my favorite is Venus and Fur. Good, because that's my favorite performance of yours. Yay, thank you. I loved that play so much. And it was really liberating to be able to be that sexual on stage mm-hmm. without being demeaning. There's a lot of power in that role. And just the way she's written was... So if I could do that play again, I would, in a fucking heartbeat, can I cuss? Absolutely, you can do whatever you want. You're talking <laughs> to the boss. Okay, good. Yeah, I would do it in a heartbeat. Oh my God, I, I remember seeing that show and I went to go see it with one of my best gal pals. And at, at both of us at the end of the show, we're like, how do we get the script? Can we, can someone send us a PDF? And thankfully we got it. And I, just reading through it, it is so well written and getting to see you in it and um, Michael in it was so 
good. And I was like, I want to do this. I want to do this role someday. I think it's so good. You should. David Ives is an amazing writer and he really did his research on Greek mythology and Roman mythology and S&M mm. and all like everything in there had a historical reference and it was so good. Um, learning it was hard. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> learning it was real hard. It was great. Yeah. And so uh, let's let's reverse. You be Bonda Jordan and I'll be Thomas. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to beat fucking Corona's ass because I <laughs> want to do this immediately. I'm going to send that bitch packing. Yeah. It'll be the it'll be the best. You you I could totally see you as Aphrodite. Totally. Oh my god, stop it. You're such a flatterer. <laughs> Cuz I love you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Have you been watching anything super cool recently? So, and you know because I texted you immediately. Legendary, I'm obsessed with it right now oh my gosh and i stumbled upon it by pure accident well not really accident they gave me a a trailer hbo Mm -hmm. and i was like okay i have to watch this immediately and everything about it is great costumes the dance the the family the cattiness the um i can't remember the gentleman's name that like the, the mc i can't remember his name but he like cheers the person on as they're walking i just want him to follow me around forever i love that show so much for all the reasons you stated and i think it's a really good introductory way to get more people like over into like the queer ballroom scene which i am just obsessed with i watch videos all the time i have watched pose i have watched paris is burning i've watched the follow-up documentary there's uh, several youtube channels that i follow that all just record it and it's just so much fun there's so much life and culture there what I love also too is that I like everybody. I would I'd be thrilled to see anyone win. Like they're they're all fucking fantastic. The reason I knew you watch it or knew about it is because I had seen some of the signature moves. I had seen you do them before. And I- <laughs> JT's done this. I should text him and talk about this. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and why I'm upset about these shows is because all these people who think that I'm amazing and fantastic don't actually know where all of my magic comes from. But now there's so much TV and like quality entertainment that's allowing people into this. I'm like, damn, they're gonna know my secrets. They're gonna know that it's not me. They're gonna know that I am jocking all this from like ball culture, which I don't think it's jocking. I think I'm paying respect to my yeah, origins. Absolutely. And I'm like, white people are going to know what I'm about. (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to think that I'm the coolest, queerest ethnic. And then what will I do? Oh, Ashley. Yes. What's your favorite bad movie? My favorite bad movie is Just One of the Guys. Just One of the Guys. A movie that surprisingly I had never heard of before until you brought it to my attention. And I was like, why haven't I seen this? Why don't I immediately subscribe to this altar what is going on how did how did you find out about it were you there when it first came out did you find it later well it came out in 85 so i was three but it found new life in the 90s when hbo you know was a new thing and that's like the only channel the cool channel that you could get and they played it on reruns uh, quite a bit and i think i discovered it when i was 11 or 12 and thinking it was just the best thing ever It was so cool. And um, I sent you a video earlier today where the cast reunited five years ago for the 30th anniversary. Mm -hmm. And it was so exciting. And they mentioned that that's how it brought up because originally when it came out, it kind of like tanked because the studio was trying to make it fail. And then when it did go to HBO, even the people from HBO said, 
this was one of the most requested movies that we've ever had. And it got its life. Like it actually achieved cult status in the 90s because it was on HBO. Yeah. And there's this whole great subculture of of positive trans message, you know, especially for women. Yeah. I love that. It was so good. It's so much fun. And like you said, um, this movie came out April 26, 1985. It was directed by Lisa Gottlieb is how I believe it's pronounced. And I was so excited that this progressive movie, I would think it's progressive, was directed by a woman. And I think her personal touch is what allows it to be so positive. Because I think in other hands, it would come out a little transphobic, a little extra problematic. And I think because she got to deal with the issue, it was handled a lot better. Absolutely. I totally agree with you there. Can you tell us, what is this movie about? What goes on? This is the 80s response to Twelfth Night. (sighs) Now, just to be clear, this movie walked so that she's the man could run. And kick that goal. Yeah, exactly. So it's about a girl named Tara and she it seems has it all she's popular she's got a cool boyfriend but she wants a job with the local newspaper and ultimately doesn't get it because she believes for sexist reasons i think the teacher even says to her at one point you should be a model don't yeah, don't, like, you, don't do this this is, you be this a model. is too boring Go, you're so pretty right. go do other things you can model and she's like is that exactly writing's not for you and so she decides this is bullshit so and her parents conveniently are out of town for two weeks and she cuts her hair and puts a sock in her pants and learns how to be a boy from her brother and goes to another school undercover to try to submit the article again but as a boy to prove her point mm-hmm And along the way, she meets a whole cast of characters and makes some friendships and falls in love, of course. And by the end of the movie, you know, she's sort of transformed and and ends up getting the job because she writes an article that's just amazing. That's about, I think if I, if I remember correctly, it's about how people are cool. It doesn't matter what you wear. You don't. Yeah. um, So it was called, I was a teenage boy. And in it, she gets to be like, this was my experience, but this is what I learned that it's not about actual cool factors. You decide that you're cool and other people think that you're cool. And that was so fun to see. Yeah, exactly. And that's ultimately what got her the job with the newspaper. Why do you think people didn't like this movie? Well, first off, there's no one in the cast is recognizable besides Billy Zabka, who's the bully from Karate Kid. He's the only face that anybody really knows in this entire cast. And also, I think the idea that a woman could dress up as a man and it not be for cheap thrills and it it just didn't play well. Like, the 80s were a very weird and different time where, <laughs> like... Cross-dressing movies were totally hip. Don't get me wrong. Tootsie, Yentl. Oh my God, Yentl. So honestly, I'm a little baffled myself why people don't like it, but that's my assumption is that they're just not smart enough to like it. Yeah, I, I can clearly see that if you are not pro what this message is saying, then you just think it's silly, ridiculous, and stupid. Because like, no way can a girl pull off being a guy. Being a guy is so much more complicated. Which Right. It isn't. (laughs) From first-hand experience, I was like, ooh, she put in extra time. She did the extra work. And so I can clearly see if you just don't buy into the message, it seems stupid. But if you do buy into the message, she had a point to prove. She did some undercover investigative journalism. Um, It didn't work out the way she expected it to, but nothing ever does. And she took that message and worked it, incorporated it, and made actual other people feel better. Yeah, yeah. And she, let's face it, was super hot. 
super hot as a girl super and hot. as a boy. Right. She, she could do both. But that's something that always struck me, even when I was younger, was how hot she was. Just from not having makeup and putting on, like, an Elvis Costello look. Uh which the costuming in this movie is just mm, so and, good. Yes, and especially when people get to dress up or people's style gets elevated. I'm like, oh, I am here for it. I love every single look. So good. The white outfit that she wears when she's going to go on a date with Kevin before, what's her name, Sandy comes over? Kavina. A Kavina. <laughs> I was like, damn, girl, what you doing out here with all that ass? <laughs> you look good. That outfit is pretty amazing. I always, my first thought was always, oh God, what if she smells wine on it? That's a risk you have to take. Yeah. And that's what makes it actually fashion is when you're like, that's risky and you pull it True. off. True. Can you tell me why you liked it? What was it about this movie that stuck out for you? One of my favorite things about this movie is it's the man who has the makeover and who is transformed to meet the level of the female which is just basically unheard of. It's so much fun. And beneath that, he really loves music. He's mm. genuinely a good person. He likes music. He loves James Brown. He's a nice guy. So I always really thought that message was just the tits. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> um, and that um, it just there's just a really overall positive message in it that yes, there, sexism does exist, but we can absolutely overcome it, and that everyone sort of learned that the lesson in the movie. I would I would tend to agree because a lot of the men have wake up calls where she is like, no, you cannot talk to women like this, or women are not just for your disposal, but also yeah. the relationships that women have with women because um, I think at the beginning women are used primarily as jokes or like throwaway characters. Cause even um, the main character's best friend, she's like, well, no one likes me. I have terrible dates lined up, suitors because no one likes me. And she's like, and she's well, gorgeous, of course. Yeah. And, and my favorite line of hers is when at the end she gets to go to someone else's prom and she was like, I'm having such a great time. No one here knows that I used to be fat. I laughed so hard, not in a way that I was fat shaming or fat phobic, right. but just, she did so much with so little, and I think that came across so good and so fun. I think that they miss an opportunity for those two to actually be together, for Terry and her best friend, Deborah. I always agree. They, the, the 80s, very different time. But what I do like is at the end, when Terry's trying to explain what's going on, and his first reaction is, it's okay, I know you're gay. And he doesn't mind. He's Which like... Oh, you're gay. Look, Are he's you? He's like, it's cool. We're going to be friends still. Yeah. He was like, I see what you're doing. And like, honestly, I'm super flattered, but no, thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Which, <sighs> fuck, it's so cool. That's one of the best parts. And then, and it's very controversial that she showed her boobs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But... Where, where do you stand on that? Because just to give our listeners a little bit of feedback, um, originally the actress who is playing Terry, Joyce Heiser, she has a no nudity clause into her contract. And she believed that the scene could be impactful without her having to reveal her breasts at the end to prove that she is a woman. And she was convinced by Lisa, the director, that that's where it has power. That's where it has impact. That's where you get the audience on your side. So they managed to shoot it both ways, one with the breast involved and one without the breast. And ultimately, Joyce got to decide what works better for the film, which I'm like, that's incredible. In the that's 80s, great. a female actress advocating for how her nudity is being used. Incredible. 
Yeah, fantastic. I, I, I don't think we needed it. No, the over the, the shoulder shot, I think would have been just fine because they do it anyway. And you see his reaction. And, and I, I think he says, where do you get off having tits? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll show you where I get off, honey. <laughs> so I think, I don't think the plot needed it at all, honestly, but good for her. She's got a beautiful rack. Beautiful rack. I, when we first saw them, I wasn't expecting to see it. I didn't know about this until after. And I was like, oh, oh, we went there and oh my God, she's been hiding those? Damn. Hey. No wonder they had wrapped up like in a body cast of Ace Bandages. I was like, yeah, damn. Thing. Chef's kiss. And then like, <laughs> as you mentioned earlier, She's the Man. She's the Man has a similar reveal where... Amanda Bynes' character shows off her breast to prove that she's a girl, and her brother um, pulls down his pants to reveal that he's a boy, because we still right. assume that these things belong to certain Do we gender. See his butt in that movie? We don't no. see any nudity, and I believe it has the same impact, because even in She's a Man, they do it to an entire crowd. Like, it's an entire two teams playing soccer, all the coaches, all the mascots, True. and a crowd. So I think, I think you could have had the impact without having her show her actual breast, but I, I'm glad okay. that she decided she was comfortable with it. True. And also, and I hadn't thought about this until you just brought it up now, she's only showing her breasts to him. Mm-hmm. Where in She's the Man, you're, it's the entire school that sees it. And so it's a much more intimate moment. So in that sense, it, it does make sense. Because if I'm really close with any anyone, it doesn't matter. The odds of you seeing my tits are pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a thing. I... I I just, especially if there's a pool around, like I just <sighs> really enjoy having my boobies out. Like it's, there's something very freeing about it. So I can understand it from that perspective of it's a very intimate moment that we're seeing. There's a lot of trust there for to say, you know, check them out. I love you. That makes sense. And in a way that is, I guess, piggybacking off of that, if the director, who is a female director, was saying, hey, trust me enough, believe in me enough, understand my vision enough and for Joyce to say, you know what, I do, that's also an intimate moment. That's a that's very trusted. And that's also Absolutely. very gorgeous. Absolutely. Now that I'm looking and at it, that seems it's it seems it's a nice framework to have that conversation. Yeah, it's just the two of them. They're away from the prom. They're you know, they're having their own private moment, which is great. I love any movie that makes the straight man question their sexual identity. Like, it happened in this movie, it happens in She's a Man, in Mulan. Because in Mulan, Homie is dead-ass obsessed with Mulan as a man. He's like, I want to gargle all those balls. And then Mulan's like, I'm a woman. He's like, aha! I I knew it the whole time. I knew that. (laughs) Let me just... Let me just rewrite some of the pronouns in this poem that I wrote for you. <laughs> but it's so fun. And I, I don't know. I think one day I want to get to the point where someone's just like, oh, I'm actually not the opposite gender. I am a man and you're in love with me. And then I'm going to be like, you know what? You're right. Cool. All right. I'm all right with this. And it seemed like he was into it. Oh, yeah. Because he was so sensitive. He was a soft boy. Well, okay, this is my only objection to him. He looks 40. He looks like he's 40 years old <laughs> playing high schooler. That, that is always, does, is it me? Like, he looks way too old to be playing an 18-year-old. Here's my thing is I wasn't around in the 80s, so I don't know what the age-appropriate levels are to look at. And a lot of the bases that I do have for the 80s are where adults played younger people. So in my head, I'm just like, um, sure, I'll buy it. They're also white. White people age like milk. So I'm just like, you could be 16 years old looking like goddamn <laughs> St- Steve Buscemi. 
And I'd be yeah. like, sorry, that's unfortunate. Yeah. But it's also interesting because she was, what, 29 playing a 17-year-old? Mm-hmm. Yeah, playing a high schooler. I think uh, the only person who that was actual age is the brother, Buddy, who he's hilarious Yes. in this movie. He's just brilliant. And the girl uh, she goes on a date with, and she pulls the sock out of her Sandy. Pants. Sandy. And they never slut shame her. Did you notice that? Yeah, she tries to have a moment where she kind of slut shames herself. And then Terry gets to come in and say, no, like you were trying to make a move. I wasn't reciprocating. That's not on you. That's on me. But good for you. Yeah. Yeah, Oh my God, this movie is so progressive. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Did you have a favorite character? Terry's probably my favorite. And then Buddy is right behind. He has some problematic moments for sure. But his comedic delivery is perfect. So he gets some of the best lines. So my, one of my favorite lines is Terry says, well, maybe, maybe my balls don't itch. And he says, all balls itch. It's a fact. <laughs> and I was like, he's right. He's right. I have, I, you could point to me any man and I will be like, I have seen them scratch their balls or do the, like the, I'm going to pull my legs apart <laughs> so your balls get unstuck from your thighs. I've seen it and I've clocked it. It's true. The best line in the whole movie. It's so, what about you? I obviously Terry's really great, but he's also fun. I wrote Buddy is hot, the brother, and then they said he's 15, and I was like, never mind. <laughs> 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 one of my favorite lines by him was, um, I've had lots of sex. I just want to try it with a partner for once. And then he also had um horny will kick embarrassments ass any day of the week. And I was like, damn. Yeah. Sometimes it do be like that. Sometimes That's I have no shame true. for horny. Oh god. Oh, yeah, that's painfully true, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to be here anymore. (laughs) But I, my heart belongs to the love interest. What's his name? Rick? Rick. Rick Morehouse. Uh, I really liked his character for all, like, the weird soft boy elements about him. Like, the fact that when Terry, as a man, goes over to his house, he's like, yeah, let you want to have a conversation. Like, you can look into my room. And he opens up about his love for music and James Brown specifically, who actually came onto the set and for three days helped the actor learn some of the moves for the prom scene. No, so that was I did not know that. Yeah, it was so fun. Man, cool as shit, man. I love that. And, and and just because I feel like he was writing that energy, he just got to have some of like the best and sweetest moments. And when he stands up to the bully from the Karate Kid. He performs it in such a great way where he's like, he spends all that time weightlifting just to pick up tables and torment people. Let's give him a round of applause. We love you. You fucking (laughs) dick. We love you. And he gets a makeover. And I love any man that goes through a makeover phase. Yes. He gets like the big, like, it's not a bouffant. It's not, I I don't exactly know what that hairdo is, but it's still pretty big. It's like the 80s male equivalent of a blowout or a blowback. Yes, you're so right. I, I didn't think that men did that, but I guess feathering was pretty popular back then. Especially if you want to get that volume. Yeah. Because their hair was high. Um, can we talk about that locker room scene? Because there was a lot of movie pieces. Okay, so we're talking about when the first time she has Jim. Is that right? Yes. Okay, and she's she's now Terry the boy. Terry the man at this point. Yes, and she is trying to get out of changing in front of all these boys, obviously, because she has a secret. Yeah. And boys are just disgusting yeah yeah i've never been in a men's locker room despite what my reputation would say (laughs) it seems like a disgusting place like all the jock straps is that a thing is that really a thing um so thankfully 
I was when I went to school, they're like, you don't have to shower, you don't have to wear a jock strap, you don't have to try yeah. too hard in PE, just just move occasionally and you'll pass. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna hang out with the Latinas and we're gonna talk shit. And I was their queen and it worked out great. But I never had to go through that. But like um when I was cheer manager, there was often times where we would have to interact with the football team and I did have to go to their specific locker room and that shit was nasty. It always smelled like ass and feet. Even if Mm. no one was in it, it always smelled like ass and feet. It was the first time that I had seen a urinal where instead of individual urinals, it was just like a bathtub, a trough, which I was like, this is- Really? Yeah. It was also really, really tall. And there were some short people on the the football team. So I was like, I don't, you gotta be really talented. You gotta like do some leaning back or you have to (laughs) climb on that shit or ask somebody for help to lift you. It was wild. None of the stalls have doors, which I was like, you know what? If I have to poop, I have to poop. I have no shame in that. But also you don't need to be in there. You you don't need to be watching all of that. I don't want to make eye contact with someone while I'm doing that. Yeah. I'm like, that's my, that's my time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, mm, mm -mm. no. And all the boys in the movie were like walking around bare ass, only in jockstrap. The coach- made a joke about he does um jock strap inspections and i was like what does that mean what is that and like he's making sure you clean them so you like hold it up and say look i cleaned this or does he I like i think it means you're wearing it why does he gotta inspect that what does that do for you well, uh, uh, because you gotta keep your nuts safe i guess i don't know i don't that's how i <laughs> always thought about it was like you know i'm wearing it like jock and just know, like show because, it yeah because it's almost no it's not a g-string it goes like around the butt cheeks doesn't it i don't know yeah. anything about jock straps yeah it, it they're really really great because they support your underbutt, so you get a little bit yeah. of a lift and oh. it just perfectly frames it but then well, you have people who are only wearing jock straps bare ass who are sitting down on like the benches and i was like ew it's one thing just to be like walking around in a jock strap. Leave your best dreams. If you're comfortable with your body, great. Get ass whole ass on this bench. Discuss infantigo, chlamydia, athlete's foot. You're gonna have athlete's hole. It's not gonna be good. What is going Didn't on? Didn't one of the characters even ask her if they'd seen anything? He like opens his pants and says, Oh, it's growing. Have you ever seen anything like this? And she's straight up just looks and she's like, Nope, can't say Never. that I have. <laughs> Which I'm I'm pretty close with a lot of people. And I don't think anyone's ever just been like, hey, can you look at my dick real quick? Does this does this look like it's infected to you? That's not a thing. My One of my favorite stories is the amount of men that I had to convince that washing your ass was not a gay trait, that everybody should wash their ass. And some <laughs> men were just like, no, it's gay to like what be the in there fuck? and touching your hole. And I'm like, you need fuck? to wash your ass. I'm telling you, high school boys, disgusting. <sighs> disgusting. And that's why I feel <sighs> for her plight. Oh, man. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm, mm-mm. mm-mm. Can we talk about Kevin or Kavina? Kavina. Such a dick for what? For plot, I guess. She, he, he's, <laughs> he, he's the like 80s frat boy with the car. The You know, he's got the blonde hair and he's just a fucking douche from go, right? Yeah. And she loses interest in him pretty quick in the movie. But he still keeps sort of showing up. That's that's where I had questions because she does lose interest. She's like, you know what? I'm over this. I have better things to do and I'm on a mission. But she keeps allowing him to, even when he just shows up by himself, she like entertains the idea or sets up future dates with him. And that's where I was a little like, did I miss something? What's going on? Yeah, I, I think purely for plot, honestly, that you got to have that that hijinks of like, oh, I got to be a, a dude in this room and a, and a girl in this room and her running back and forth, doing her hair and undoing her hair fair which was a lot of fun and brought on mostly by her little brother her little brother is a fucking dick 
<laughs> but that is such good little brother energy where he's like, mm, I could sit here and mind my own business or I can see what my older sibling will handle oh, a situation God. like this. Yeah. And his room is full of porn. Yeah. He's he, covered in it. He pulls out all of these Playboy magazines and like dumps them on his bed. I was like, that's what? A lot of magazines. Good for you. That's a nice collection. And then he takes out all the centerfolds and posts them up about, about his room. And he actually knows all these girls. Like he has read into them. He knows he, them by name. Yeah. And what their hobbies are. She's like she likes to read Carvonigate in the bath. Um, she is super against toxic waste. Um, and this one fights like for civil rights or whatever. And I'm like, okay, he's been studying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> and also like one of the first scenes that we see is her eating like cereal at the breakfast table when she's getting ready. And it's him just sitting across from her reading a Playboy magazine. Cause that'll get, because in his mind, those two weeks where his parents are out of town, he's just gonna, he's gonna lose his virginity and he's gonna have the best time of his life. And he is so focused on losing his virginity. It gets to the point where he's just like harassed every single woman he possibly knows. And he's like, can I borrow $200 so I can call one of those masseuse places that like finish you off? I was like, you're 15. <laughs> poor buddy. I was like, your shit's not even working all the way yet. You still don't even know how to work it. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a good character and he's also a bad character. And, and some of the stuff he does is great. And some of the other stuff is like, Ooh, that is not aged well. Yes. I, I absolutely agree. And I think if I look at it from 1985, I was like, he's funny. So yeah. Yeah. We'll totally. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, when I was 13, I thought he was the best part of the movie. <laughs> Ash, for the people at home who maybe don't love this movie or who have never seen this movie, why do you think they give it another shot? To the people that don't like it, I think, I don't know what your problem is. I feel like there's no saving you, really. Um, <laughs> to, to anyone who hasn't seen it, I would say it's definitely an 80s film. It's got the fashion, it's got the music, it's got the references. But it's also Twelfth Night. It's a very loose telling of Twelfth Night. Very loose. But it's still got all the elements there. So it's got a really good structure. And it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that, that would be my... Go see it. If you haven't seen it, shame on you. Go watch it right now. Tell them. Tell them. That's kind of hot. Um, I, I absolutely agree. I love this more than I expected to. I watched the trailer after you had told me about it. And I was like, okay, so it seems like pretty simple and, and it is but not in a negative way it just moves so quickly there's so much happening and it just wants to get you to the next fun part of the movie and I love this movie for doing that and then after you mentioned she's a man I was like this pairs so nicely because it's the same story it is done yeah. so well and you get it different generations so I think she's mm. the man is less transphobic but that's because it was updated for modern times but I think they sure. play off of each other so so well I think this is definitely a great one-two punch yes um, Amanda Bynes, some of the lines she has as Sebastian in that movie are, oh God, my favorite. The weird accent that she takes on for herself is, <laughs> is so, it's so good. I mean, I understand that also the difference with this, with the, she's the man is that you, Amanda Bynes, she's clearly a woman in a man's wig. You know what I mean? Yes. Where, because <laughs> she was. Because she kept her hair, right? Because she still had to be... Viola, oh, beautiful uh, Viola. Uh, right. And Terry, Terry's very androgynous. Yeah. I love that. But you're right. Perfect movie to watch back to back. Oh my gosh. If the people love you, if the people love your ideas and your thoughts, where can they find you? I only have Instagram right now. <laughs> Um, I had to give up 
Facebook because uh, it was giving me really bad anxiety. Yeah. So, I, I, and honestly, I haven't missed it. So that's been nice. So I, I, that's the only thing. So if you want to like follow me, let me look up my name because I forget it. For sure. Okay. I am Lady NC dot B underscore Lady McBee. Oh, does the B stand for Beth or for bitch? <laughs> it stands for bitch now. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've had such a fun time talking to you about this movie. Thank you for bringing it into my life. Like I cannot oh, welcome. wait to go and like get other people to watch it. Cause I think it's so fun and so nice and so positive and progressive. Yeah. I remember texting you and saying, I'm so excited for you. You're, and I'm glad and you did it. You did that for me. And one of my favorite things about you is the fact that I can take your judgment and like, or not judgment, but I trust your judgment is what I was trying to say. So if you ever push anything on me, I was like, you know what? It's going to be an experience and I'm going to grow from this and I'm excited <laughs> for whatever capacity this is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Great. I love you so much. I miss you. I wish that I could pinch your cheekies and we could slut drop together. Here, I'll pinch my cheeks and you can pretend that I'm pinching them. Actually, thank you so much for coming on the show, for being beautiful, for being fantastic. And thanks for sharing with me your fave bad movie. Bye. Thank you. Y'all, isn't Ashley just the absolute fucking tits? I have looked up to Ashley for so long. She has always made me feel so welcome and happy and uplifted. And I'm so glad that I am able to share her voice talking about this fantastic movie with a broader audience so more people can fall in love with her. If you want to share your love, um, I could highly suggest that you leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast. Um, and if you're looking for other ways to support the show, I mean, you could do so by hopping over to patreon.com slash yourfavebadmovie and just checking out the cool shit that we have lined up. I'm getting ready for a brand new month with brand new projects, a bunch of new things coming at you, and I am so thrilled to do so. And if you want to be a part of it, you know where you can go. I will see you next week with a brand new episode. And until then, uh...